This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. like I'm going to be doing one of these after the draft lottery at this rate. The Raptors, eight losses in a row. The last time that happened, Ben Uzo was in a Raptors jersey. That's right. Triple-double. You go from possibly drafting Harrison Barnes to drafting Terrence Ross, thus instigating the domino effect to where the Raptors win the 2019 NBA Finals. Something like that. Anyway, yeah. Losing a lot of games, man. And this one, the latest against the Cleveland Cavaliers, where they were outplayed for the bulk of the game. They lose 116 to 105. And here's the thing. The game was not that close. The Raptors have done a fantastic job of late of making these games seem like, oh, they were there at the end. But the run at the end gets them So it looks like, oh, they could have made a run. It's like, no, the run happened, my guy. The run happened, and they still double-digit loss. They didn't get close and then have the Cavs pull away at the end. Not really. They get within like five, between five to nine points, but then the run comes back the other way, and they just don't get there. Hail Mary type of basketball, Lowry 40 minutes, Van Vliet 41 minutes, busting their balls trying to beat these Cavs. The Cavs, who, by the way, are just a horrific offense in the NBA, and they found their way to way too many easy buckets against the Raptors. The point of attack defense is not super great. And at the heart of this thing, we're watching a team that has very severe help principles. They pinch in on drives, typically because they want to turn the ball over, turn the opposition over a ton. And they actually did manage to do that against these Cavs. So you run the high risk, high reward type of defense. And the Raptors for a very long time have been very good at catching up and getting back to their mistakes, cleaning up after one another. That aspect of the defense has been significantly worse this year than in years past. That's the thing that's happening. And Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, they're getting downhill, my guy. They are just feasting on the Raptors' point-of-attack defense, bouncing into the middle of the floor, pinching in from the defense, drawing the guys that collapse, passing out to 
Dean Wade. That's right, Dean Wade. Not D. Wade. He hasn't come out of retirement. Stringy, white guy, shoots the ball a little bit. Dean Wade can move well without the ball as well. He's forming up off of drives quite nice in this one. Dylan Windler, Chetty Osman. The Cavs have cornered the market on white guys, white wings who uh, could be okay. And in this game, all different levels of okay, I think. And they're moving without the ball, finding open spots. Jared Allen provides that rim pressure and moves the Raptors away from it on the opposite end. And the Cavs, they just hustled their butts off. They hit some threes. Isaac Okoro with like a Patrick McCaw type of playmaking game sitting at the top with the ball, having guys run off of pin downs or horns, getting them the ball in the right place. The Raptors, the defense, not doing a lot of great stuff. Collects five assists in the first quarter. Crazy stuff like that happened, hitting some threes. And the Raptors, the one of the worst defenses in the NBA, they could, sorry, one of the worst offenses in the NBA, they could not figure out how to stymie them often enough. And their offense is just, man... They've got some problems there and not a lot of answers recently. So is this something that we're supposed to be really upset about? Is this something that should be bothering us? Like, yes and no. This team obviously has a very, very apparent ceiling. I think that much is clear. Now, they're not winning the championship. This is something I said prior to the season. Some people talk themselves into this stuff, and that's okay. You're a fan. You're supposed to want that stuff. If you aren't going to step out at the start of the season and say, hey, my team's going to win, like, you know, be a fan. Enjoy the team. Have high hopes. But the Raptors at this point of the season, it may behoove them to sell high on some pieces of of the team, see what they're going to be able to get in return, add some talent, some depth to uh, the asset cupboard, as it were, and see what happens with that because they're they're in a really tough spot. Eight losses in a row. Everybody's back. And the team is not this bad. Condensed schedule. A bunch of COVID. Just trying to get back into the rhythm. But you have to start winning. The sooner you start winning, the sooner you can alleviate all of these questions about what's the team's direction. Because as of right now, 17 and 25, you just cannot say we're just headed to the playoffs. It's that simple. You have to make a convincing case from management when you talk to media, and that kind of has to be echoed on the floor as well. And the Raptors are not able to do that right now. And the Cavs, they have great defensive principles. I think they have a lot of guys who compete on that end. They made the Raptors work for it, but the Raptors, as currently constructed, are not providing easy offense for themselves right now. Part of that is the condensed schedule, of course. Part of that is guys coming back from COVID, Even looking at this game, Nick Nurse said that the reason why Pascal didn't finish the game was because of conditioning. So these are considerations and they can't just be brushed off for no reason. That's something you have to pay attention to and something you have to consider. It's something you have to factor into your analysis of where this team is, what they could possibly be by season's end. Are they good enough to get into the playoffs, into the play-in? Are they going to be a top six seed? whatever that looks like. And then if you think, yes, definitely they're going to get there, they have a roster that should be able to transport them from this 17 and 25 record to above 500 by season's end. Then you also have to start considering, well, how far are we going to get in the playoffs? And these games, you have to take some things away from them. And the Raptors have been, they've been behind the eight ball defensively all year, I think. And 
there's just a level that they have not been able to get to, or I should say a level that they can get to and sustain. Because there were two instances, I would say, at the start of this game and at the start of the fourth quarter where the Raptors' defense was creating a turnover, basically two out of every three possessions or like half the possessions, and running out. Obviously much more effective on the run out to start the fourth quarter than it was to start the game. The Raptors forced like five turnovers, and then they were up 6-2, and they were, I think they had seven points on 11 turnovers at one point, and it's just that type of, you have to be way more efficient finishing like that because it looks great to create turnovers, and it is really good, but you're creating those turnovers not only to just get a stop, but so that you can jumpstart transition going the other way and feed your own offense. And the Raptors in this one didn't do a good enough job of feeding their own offense. So what is the result? A very risk-heavy defense that, yes, creates some turnovers, but also is at risk of being taken advantage of in a lot of different ways. As I said at the start of the podcast, off the top, (laughs) Sexton, Garland, getting into the middle, dicing them up, the Raptors, having a really tough time containing dribble penetration and paying for it dearly. That's what happened. Sexton had 36 points, man. He was getting wherever he wanted. Dean Wade basically just spotting up, doing his thing. 16 points off the bench. And I got to tell you, this is not the norm. This guy averages less than four points per game. And the Raptors' defense, they engender these types of responses. Teams can go nuts a little bit and hit higher, punch heavier, than they usually do. And the Raptors, they open up opportunities for teams to do that because the point of attack was really weak and they're so help conscious. And if the turnovers didn't come, probably a good shot was happening for the Cavs and they hit on enough of them and they they leaned on some of their pseudo star power in Colin Sexton and they made it work. And defensively, Jared Allen, I thought, had a great game. Did his thing, really patrolled the paint. And that's, everybody was a positive on the Cavs in this game. Transitional lineups worked for them. Starting lineup worked for them. They won this game. They made it work. Norman Powell getting to his spots early in the game. OG and Fred with some fantastic shot making late in the game. They just didn't produce enough. Yes, that that shot making is great, but the Raptors not able to consistently get teams in rotation to make their tertiary guys, their ancillary options, more dangerous. And on top of that, like guys like Stanley Johnson and Aaron Baines are not that good at taking advantage of those positions. It's a tough roster to win with currently. And prior to this game, Lewis Atzman asked a question where he was asking, well, I don't actually, sorry, I don't know if Lewis asked a question, but Lewis reported that Nurse said that he's not going to be searching for Paul Watson position in the rotation anymore. Basically signaling, as far as I read it, that Paul Watson has his role confirmed. He's in the rotation. But he only played five minutes tonight. Pat McCaw played almost 10. Malachi Flynn had 12. And it's like, okay, so... And that's another thing about this team is the messaging can be quite off. Like Nick Nurse has been uh, very curmudgeonly this year with the media. Uh, Kyle Lowry has never been forthcoming. Fred is always just extremely forthcoming and like so thoughtful and and patient. But uh, Norm OG... Those guys don't answer a ton of in-depth stuff. Obviously, Pascal does his thing. But yeah, the Raptors, the messaging has been strange. Masai almost doesn't exist, it seems. Like, nobody's talking to the media. So there's just this team that's losing a bunch of games in a row. 
and has been going through a bunch of stuff all year. And not to mention the stuff that happened with Terrence Davis, where he's he's not cleared on two of his charges. There's still protection against the woman who alleged that he beat her and uh, endangered the child that was in the room. That happened, and Terrence Davis hasn't had media availability like at all. They haven't. T- they just everything about this season has bad juju, bad bad juju. And I gotta tell you, man, this is a hell of a thing. And the Raptors. They just keep losing. And that's, they don't come out and win these games. In fact, they lose these games in a lot of different ways over the season. But recently, I would say they look very, very similar. That third quarter, the Raptors just out of gas, couldn't stop anything, allowed 32 points to the Cavs, only scored 18 points themselves, pinching in, allowing those relocation threes, spot up threes, even guys getting to the glass. And offensively, everything is stuck above the break. They can't get anything going. These dribble handoffs go nowhere. These pitch plays go nowhere. There's no downhill action. And even when they do get it, it's sparingly. There's just very little danger offensively. And you can see it reflected in their assist numbers. They're not creating a lot of advantageous positions. They're not helping guys who don't create well get to offensive spots where they can finish And there's just a huge burden of creation on guys who maybe are either coming back from COVID like Pascal or Fred or OG, or they're like Kyle Lowry and nearly 35 or 35 years old and saying like, oh my God, I've been lifting so much weight. Or Norman Powell, who's averaging 29 points over the eight games prior to this and is maybe like, I've never had this big a burden before in my life and I'm feeling it a little bit. And that's why 105 points against these Cavs, not able to generate anything going downhill, very little danger, and defensively, just a complete wash. Don't look at all like the Raptors you might expect. There's some definitive, like, you can identify OG Ananobi on a play. You can identify Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam on a play because they're all fantastic defenders, and you can see all of them making saving plays, like covering for a guy, closing out on a gap, snatching a pass, jumping a passing lane, that kind of stuff. You you can see it, and it's great. It's just not all happening in concert with one another, and it is not reflected in their defensive rating on the season, and certainly not in this game. The Cavs, they just had their way in this one. And especially in the second half, despite the Raptors climbing back into the game or presenting as if they were, it really was never that close. The Cavs had this under control. The shot making was there. The Raptors played fast and the Cavs didn't bend. They played Jared Allen until the end and it paid off. His presence was big time. And the Raptors bench, once again, fails them in, I would say, a very, very big way. And I like a lot of the guys on the bench, but there's just so much skill overlap that you have to say, like, we're getting a lot of the same thing. And it doesn't fit extremely well with the guys we have on the roster. I still think Paul Watson, Stanley Johnson, Bembry, Yuta, all those guys are NBA players and should be on teams in the NBA, but all stacked on top of each other. It's just the Raptors have a tough, the roster construction is difficult. Malachi Flynn, for what it's worth, I thought he had a good game. Uh, he had a stop and pop for a mid-range jumper He uh, to shed, Chetty, Chetty, Chetty. Okay, that's so dumb. Please forgive me. God, please don't leave. Ugh, now I'm cloying. But anyway, yeah. Mid-range jumper, behind the back, stock, stop and pop against Chetty Osman. 
picks up three-quarter court after that. That's what you like to see because he is a very impressive point-of-attack defender. And I would say actually an above-average mm. at the NBA level. Is he above-average? He's at least average as a team defender and sometimes flashes uh, signs of life where you're like, oh, he could be really, really good off the ball going forward. Something to watch. It's He's a rookie and he hasn't played that much, but he has great defensive instincts, I would say. And so... Uh, while it wasn't robust or anything like that, I saw encouraging signs from Malachi Flynn. I think he should receive a lot of possessions this year if the Raptors are going the way I suspect they will go. And there's not a lot else to take from this game. The Raptors underperforming once again and with the caveats of COVID and fatigue. And I think that's fair because the Raptors, I mean, they've had a tough go of it this year. It's hard to look at a team that has been through more either with COVID or relocating to Tampa and everything in between. They've had a tough go of it and it has to be mentally draining, exhausting, whatever, right? And oh man, I I envy them because they're millionaires and they're so good at basketball and they get to play a sport and be cool and awesome like that. I I envy that to be sure. I don't envy the fashion in which they've had to maneuver this season. That's that's a tough go of things. But regardless, Reggie Evans Award, OG Ananobi, active on defense, steals, block. Really, he made the Cavs think about things so many times, not just twice. Like you think twice about something. OG has you thinking like six times. That wink to point or point to wing pass, is it going to get there? How close is he? Is he in the vicinity? It might not get there. It might be kind of tough. Oh, breakaway dunk. And uh, helping out on the glass a little bit. Just pushing his way, shoving around down low. Pascal Siakam and Anobi is the front court in this one. He has to pick up a little bit of the slack, bumping guys and making them feel a presence down low physically and I appreciate that from OG. I thought he had a really good game. There was some on-ball stuff that I thought was really good. And uh, he continues to impress. It's not hard for OG to impress me because I he's one of my favorite players. I'm very invested in what happens with his career. I think he's a fantastic and fascinating guy to watch. He just looks so much different and operates so much different than a lot of players in the NBA. So... He's a Reggie Evans Award winner, and I uh, I enjoy giving it to him. Top quick reaction comment from Wayne W. Smith. Quote, the Raps are going to struggle. No home court. Guys now trying to figure out if they're staying or going, all while trying to get healthy. We all know that the symptoms of COVID lingers. For most, it does not affect day-to-day, but for pres- professional athletes, it is a different story. This year was a write-off in January. The Raps need to make the necessary moves to set up for the future. End quote. I, uh... That's I appreciate the the patience you show with the COVID stuff. I think some fans are forgetting that. And obviously I've talked about that ad nauseum on this specific episode. Like that matters. And they're humans who went through this thing that has killed millions of people worldwide. And they they deserve a little bit of patience coming back. However, comma, the uh the Raptors don't have time to be patient with this season. With those players, with OG, Fred, Pascal, all guys who are out, presumably with COVID, Fred confirming that he was, be patient. They're the core. They'll come back. But guys who have like contract years and there's you know potential to upset up the future in some ways by selling high, that's something to look into. I agree with you. It's the Raptors would be doing the organization. Masai and Bobby would be doing the organization a disservice, I think, if they weren't looking into ways 
to upgrade because the team right now, if you just keep things going steady and re-sign guys, then I think you're locking yourself into an above-average Eastern Conference team that could bottom out sooner rather than later. So that's uh, I think that's worth looking into. So Wayne, thanks for the comment. Listener, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. But whether you got into it in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.